This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You're listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. I'm Shaliza Bacchus. I'm Afua Ball. And it is still November. It is still Financial Literacy Month. And we are in the middle of probably the biggest shopping period Mm -hmm. of the year. It is definitely the biggest retail holiday of the year, one of the biggest, Black Friday weekend, and it is upon us right now, and we know that everyone is probably one way or another doing some of their shopping, mm-hmm. maybe some of their holiday shopping, some, some maybe shopping for themselves. I mean, you definitely can't uh, crowd the malls this year. The COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic has affected so many things in so many ways. You are so right. And Black Friday shopping is one of them, and the cash flow... Might not be the same (laughs) as it has been in previous years, especially for a lot of millennials. You are absolutely right. And so even though those sales might be tempting... You want to kind of uh, make sure that you don't <laughs> reel it in a little bit, <laughs> empty out your wallet. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Just uh, even if you're going to be indulging in any Black Friday shopping, you want to do it so responsibly so mm-hmm. that you're not crying at the end of the month or at the end of the next month. You're struggling your to, bills. struggling to pay that credit card right. bill off. But we got some uh, help today to talk about some, some tips in terms of how to do holiday shopping the smart way. And in the midst of a pandemic. You are absolutely right. So we have Min Huynh joining us. Hey, Min, how's it going? You are a financial advisor at Sun Life, and we all we all need you. We all need your advice yes. right now. Oh, well, thank you. It feels good to be needed. <laughs> we're going to need you a lot because, you know what, finances, we're going to need uh, all the help we can get to make sure we're on the right track. So Definitely. thank you. <laughs> and, and as a self-proclaimed shopaholic... That's you. <laughs> this year, it's it's difficult, especially since, you know, we want to try and uh, curve the spread of COVID-19. You know, a lot of people don't want to leave their houses. They shouldn't. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't uh, unless it's for essentials. Mm-hmm. So what, Min, do you think is the best way to shop this Black Friday if you still want to take part? Well, uh, the best way to really shop right now is the online system. And Everyone is familiar with the Amazon system. I know that almost all of the e-commerce companies have had a really good time uh, developing their technology. So whatever your flavor is, whether it's technology, home, uh, decor, you you can always access it online. And delivery has been better than it's ever been before. So really? if you're having any trouble with technology, just find one of those youngins and tell them, hey, I want to buy this. How do I buy it? That's true. <laughs> well, then we got to be careful so that they don't end up adding some some of their stuff onto their list while, like, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of like commission. Well, since I helped you, you yes. help me out with buying XYZ. Number one tip I would have, particular, uh, particularly for online spending, is um, knowing how Canadian finance works pertaining to the credit side of things is really important. So a lot of people don't know that your credit card limit matters. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to make a big purchase, you want to be cognizant of what your limit on the credit card is. As an example would be if you have a $1,000 credit card, is it okay to buy a product that is $799 plus tax? And my answer to you would be probably not. And the reason is because it might end up affecting your credit. You don't want to spend too much on your credit card because it goes into what's considered a maximum utilization. So you want to spend uh, the low half of what your credit card limit is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So break that down for us. So if it's the low half on a $1,000 sort of max credit card, how much then am I allowed to spend on that particular credit card? 
I would say on a high end, you want to hit about 70%. So if you're approaching near the limit of your credit card, because you've got to understand that how the credit system works is that it's not a person and they don't know you. They don't know your spending habits. They don't know what you're doing. All they know is that you're keeping your balance close to the limit. So you might be getting desperate. The machine thinks that you're getting desperate, but you're really not. All you're doing is you're buying something and you're going to pay it off. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation for anyone who's purchasing uh, online shopping for Black Friday is that use a credit card with a higher limit, and if you can, pay the balance off at the end of the month. Right. If you cannot, I recommend you approach your, uh, your financial institution and ask for a line of credit. And what a line of credit is, is that it's a lower interest product that you can transfer the balance of your credit card onto if you cannot pay it all off at the end of the month. Ah, so instead of having two things to pay off with two different interest rates, you're moving basically one debt over to another debt that has a lower interest rate. Yes, and you're saving money. And also, a lot of people don't know, the most important part of that is that it actually increases your credit rating. Okay. Credit rating will will link to a lot of other stuff that down the road that you might not think about it now, like buying a house, getting a car. See, we just need you there all the time you need to be my back pocket yeah (laughs) now you know the COVID-19 pandemic has really taken a toll on a lot of people financially and job security wise so what do you recommend for people who still want to shop but don't necessarily have the same funds that they have that they have had in the past um hmm that's a that's a very good question um and I would you know what, this would not really be a financial advice type of scenario. Um, because times are very hard, I think you got to really look inward and reflect on, do you really need that particular product? Mm-hmm. So one of, the, one of the things I was looking at is uh, one of the new iPhone uh, 12 releases. <laughs> yep, always coming up. And <laughs> we so if, you, anyone, if anyone knows anything about iPhone, it is very expensive. So when I went to the Apple website and I looked at the lowest model, let's say iPhone mini, I noticed it's $1,000 for the very basic model. And uh, for me, I like iPhones. I love iPhones. I think they're great. But is it justified for me to spend $1,000 on something that is the base model, right? Now, if this was any other year, if this was two years ago, I might say, you know, times are very good. I can afford this and I can pay this off in X amount of months. But right now, times are hard. Maybe I should hold off. Right. Right. Maybe I should get a a uh, refurbished iPhone. We'll take it back to the Motorola Razor days. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. It makes phone calls and it sends texts. What else do you need? <laughs> what else do you need? Right. All the millennials are like, no, don't no, do what? that. <laughs> I'm like twitching in my seat. I'm like, no, Instagram. What? <laughs> Instagram is so 2019. We're all oh. about TikTok now. Oh, oh, see, we're still learning the TikTok game over here. Don't even add me into the equation. I'm nowhere near any of that stuff. <laughs> we're still TikToking over here. Now, Min, if you could give three tips for holiday spending for especially millennials, what would they be? Ooh. Mm, okay. So for holiday spending, one, first tip. Ask yourself, do I really need it? Okay. Tip number two, how can I pay for it? Right? And then number three is, if I can't pay for it, what's my backup plan? Ooh. So then the, f- the first one would be, I want to find a good deal. Do I really need it? Yes, I do. I'm going to spend uh, $1,000 on my credit card because I really need this iPhone. Okay. You made that decision. Now, the final step is, what if I cannot pay this $1,000 off at the end of the month? What will I do? What is my backup plan? And that's where my previous advice of getting maybe a line of credit 
right? Something to offload your credit card into because a line of credit may be 6 or 7%, but your credit card may be 22 to 30%. Mm-hmm. And that makes a really big difference at the end of the day. It might not seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but I would mm-hmm. definitely rather pay a lower interest rate. Yes, absolutely. Because if you, if you were to sit down with your financial advisor and ask them, hey, I want to buy this, what is the cost of borrowing for me if I was to owe this money? And the advisor would do the math and they'll say, you know, the, the, uh, when you buy something for $1,000 and let's say you're paying $100 a month, right? $60 is the interest and only $40 goes towards that $1,000 that you owe. Yep. So how long would it take you to pay it off? That's two years. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I wish hurt. you could see the look on Afwa's face right now. It's just like realization. Like, dang. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't yeah. think a lot of and millennials that, realize mm-hmm. that because, you know, we're quick to tap. Mm-hmm. We're quick to tap and say, we'll think about it later. And we think if we make the minimum payment, we're okay. And that's the sort yes. of ideolo- ideology that's sort of been ingrained in us that we've kind of learned and mm-hmm. we kind of just have lived with. Minimum payment is okay, where technically it, it's not. It, it, it really adds up after you finish paying off the whole payment. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And if you, for us, it's not really fair. But if you talk to the credit card company, they would say that's the win-win. You get your fancy iPhone and I take double your money. <laughs> so how much Done. did you really pay for that iPhone then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Min, thank you so much for joining us. I think we've all been super enlightened. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you are all keeping these amazing tips in mind when you're doing your holiday shopping, especially this weekend where it's like, oh, it's cheap. Oh, it's on sale. I'm going to buy it. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And those (laughs) things add up really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Min. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. And so I'm going to expect an iPhone as a gift from you guys, right? Oh, (laughs) whoa. This wow. was this was not agreed upon before we we chatted. Come on, it's 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 a season of giving. I mean, you know what? And Min needs a new iPhone. <laughs> well, Min, I'm just following your advice, and right now my credit limit is. You know, oh. I would be approaching my credit limit, and I'm not sure you need this. I know it's a season of giving. Oh, no, but, you know, with the interest rate, no. it might be too much, Min. So maybe I'll get you an <laughs> iPhone case. That. Oh. And then you can, like, put that in a shrine and, and when you can actually get the iPhone, then you can use the, the case, you know? Thinking in the future. Thinking yes. for you. Yeah. Okay, that's a good compromise. That's a good plan. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, men. So how are you feeling about Black Friday shopping then? I'm staying home. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But this, this is really hard for me. I'm, like, itching to go out. I can feel you. I feel like you're twitching a little like bit. I need to shop. Oh my gosh, Lisa, <laughs> relax. You're can tell- you still shop online? Yeah, but it's not the same. I'm I'm one of those people who, and this might be super anti-millennial of me, but I, I actually genuinely enjoy like going to the mall and like seeing things before I buy them. Really? With the crowds of people like all running around and like scrummaging over everything? I got everything? strong elbows. Wow. My elbow game. <laughs> Shalise is bodying people in the malls. Thank goodness they've been shut down, man. Sheesh. When you used to go into the malls, what were your top three stores? Bath and Body Works. Okay. I love some <laughs> candles and the sanitizer and the lotion and the hand soap. Just all of it. So everything. Everything. Cool. Old Navy actually usually has some pretty good sales okay. for Black Friday. It's decently priced. And what would number three be? Sephora. Uh-huh. That's why I was like, oh, my gosh, my auntie came out there. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> I was like, why is she mentioning Sephora? <laughs> it's a, well, 
That one I usually do online because okay. their Black Friday deals aren't usually like spectacular, but mm-hmm. sometimes there are some sets that I'm like, oh, and to cart. Okay. And how much, like, what's your budget? What's a budget? Oh, After that no. whole conversation, I still don't <laughs> know. I wouldn't say that I would like spend crazy amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Like, my thing is, if it's a decent price, and if I think it'll go to good use, or if it's a good present for a person, then I'll buy it. Okay. I'm not the type to like overspend. I mean, I, I would prefer to buy things on sale. I mean, mm-hmm. you and me both, we head straight to the sale rack when we walk into the <laughs> <All> store. The <laughs> but I mean, I feel like a lot of millennials don't necessarily do that. They kind of just throw it in the bag. Mm-hmm. I think you're right on that. I think there's a reason why whenever Black Friday, pre-COVID, whenever it came up, the places were packed and mm-hmm. people were just you know shopping lining up at 6 a.m man can you imagine like if if that was a thing this year like the ps5 and that new xbox just came out can you imagine what They'd the be sleeping outside since last week oh i know <laughs> like it's crazy so i guess i mean there's some saving grace in that sense saving people from themselves like hey just chillax stay chillax. home mm-hmm. pre-order it and if you didn't get it yet it's all right just you can order it afterwards you will get it we were just talking about local shopping a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to try and do that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, especially for those local businesses that might not have an online presence mm-hmm. and maybe they're still open. Of course, since York Region is still in the red zone, uh, a lot of shops can still stay open, but they don't have that advantage of having an online sort of store, mm-hmm. online presence. And just finding and just going inside and just maybe buying one thing or two, just doing my holiday shopping that yeah. way. Um, I find there's a lot of unique things that um, we miss out on because they don't have that opportunity to post it online Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where foot traffic is definitely needed Mm -hmm. and so I hope everyone gets the opportunity this year to if they still are in an area where there's no stores that are closed so right now the stores that you can frequent you can frequent everywhere else except for Toronto and Peel Mm because they're in lockdown yeah but everywhere else I mean there's still a lot of stores open that uh, you know they have very beautiful things whether it be clothing whether it be fragrances whether it be lotions whether it be hair products i love going to my local beauty supply store not the huge big box one because okay. i find that they do some other you know some some neat hairstyles and whatnot me i think i spend my hair on like hair supplies <laughs> that's I where mean, I, smell. I spend my money hair supplies and the grocery store i think that's, i think i knew that that's it. i definitely yes. knew that about you but you know what <laughs> those um those little those little trinkets those little yeah. cute little things from the local businesses those end up being like the best presents absolutely and, and that if i were to look at that five years from now i would remember so and so gave this to me and it's from like this little business there you go so you know hashtag support local support local all day every day and uh save your money are you gonna save your money i'm gonna try i all mean right. we still got cyber <laughs> monday we're not there yet oh dear <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Millennial Balance. I'm Shaliza Vakis. I'm Afua Ball. And hopefully we can afford to come back. I know. Hopefully. (laughs) Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. listening to new music on the region an interview-based podcast that showcases new music and provides industry insight i'm your host christina lavecchia music director at 105.9 the region whether it's a brand new talent or an established artist we bring you conversations with performers from york region and beyond to be fearless even in the dark
This week, I'm joined by singer, songwriter, and award-winning lyricist Alexa Ray. It's great having you, Alexa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to join you today. I'm really excited to share your music with our listeners. You have an album out. Did you want to tell us about it? Sure. Uh, uh, The name of the album is called Fearless, and it was a collaboration with myself and uh, film composer Randall Germain uh, from South Africa. So it's kind of uh, a blend of... Uh, cinematic, orchestral, electronic backing tracks with powerful classical pop vocals. Why the title Fearless? I guess I really wanted to give a, a different kind of spotlight to the word fearless. I think a lot of the times we hear the word fearless and we think of, you know, some big heroic act like, you know, a fireman running into like a burning building which, yes, that is, you know, an act of fearlessness, but I kind of wanted to touch on fearlessness in everyday life. So, you know, for people who struggle with uh, depression or anxiety, just being fearless to get out of bed in the morning or being fearless to just be yourself, whatever that looks like. So those are kind of the, the concepts that kind of run throughout the album is just being fearless in everyday life. How did the collaboration process work for this album? with you both so far apart yeah it was yeah it was a bit of a crazy one um obviously we've never met in real life so everything was done uh, completely online and um so really just through email and uh, text messaging and uh, you know we call every now and then to kind of discuss points back and forth uh but yeah everything was 100 percent electronic Randall is a film and TV composer. Did you get into the music industry knowing that you kind of wanted to get to have that cinematic sound or was it something that kind of developed while you were in the, in, in the industry? I actually started my career in opera. So a lot of my background is quite classical. And uh, it wasn't until about maybe three years ago, I kind of decided that I wanted to branch out and do something a little bit more creative than just kind of reading notes on paper. So I kind of started to explore a bit more about myself, my abilities. So I started writing my own music and uh, just listening to different genres and really started to enjoy more of the cinematic. So still classical, but I really love that blend of um, orchestral and uh, electronic. So that's a lot of what you hear in my music. And with this album, uh, yes, it was kind of, Randall and I kind of exploring that balance of cinematic and electronic. So you kind of hear different spectrums, if you will, of that blend. When you write a song, do you usually draw from your personal experience? Uh, What's your writing process like? It definitely varies from project to project. Um, but I think a lot of it does come from how I'm feeling that day. If there's, uh, you know, something that I've read about that really kind of strikes a chord with me. So typically I'll, I'll definitely come up with, uh, I'll have something to say and it kind of forms, you know, around, uh, how I'm feeling and then a song kind of happens. Uh, but it could just be, you know, I'll hear like a, a chord or, you know, on a piano or kind of hear some kind of like an electronic riff and from that kind of just builds a song. So there's definitely different ways that I, I create, but 
uh, a lot of my lyrics definitely come from uh, something personal that's happened. The music industry has been hit hard since the pandemic. You know, we're seeing music venues closing, tours, performances being canceled and postponed. Mm-hmm. So how have the past nine months been for you, especially releasing an album during this time? Yeah, it's definitely been crazy. You know, it's a really big learning curve. Um, I'm fortunate in that because I started to create my own music, there was a lot of opportunities that still were available to me uh, being able to work from home. I had actually invested in a bit of a home studio, so I kind of strengthened other skills while I couldn't, you know, perform live. So learning to kind of engineer and do my own vocals. So fortunately, I still had some, you know, opportunities I was able to work on, but um, it's definitely been a big learning curve and, uh, you know, just strengthening uh, new skills uh, and definitely, you know, learning more about, you know, the uh, electronic world and, you know, the computers and technology. Yeah, just taking it day by day. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure online, like social media helps as well. Back then, even 15 to 20 years ago, kind of getting your music out there was by performing and in getting yourself out there and performing at live shows. So at least yes. now it, that yeah. kind of does help. Do, did you find, do you oh, find 100%. that? percent. I could not have, you know, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for, you know, technology and the internet and having an online fan base. Because definitely I think a lot of artists would be hit, um, you know, a lot harder if it wasn't for, you know, at least we have technology to kind of keep some of it afloat. And this is your second album. How does this album feel different compared to your first? From the Ashes uh, was my first album, and that one um, was with a catalog from Bulgaria, and I had worked with composer uh, Lisa Van Hal. So this one, I think it was a lot more personal in the um, in the subjects. Um, I really put a lot of I was really vulnerable in every single track uh, that I wrote with this one. So it was a little bit more nerve wracking having that much emotion, if you will, you know, Mm -hmm. out for everyone to kind of hear and judge. So it's a little bit uh, scarier than the first one for sure. And Father Can You Hear Me is your latest release with award-winning Billboard charting musician Jennifer Thomas. What Mm -hmm. was the inspiration behind the track and how was it working with Jennifer? Uh, It was an incredible experience. Uh, Jennifer... She's probably someone that has inspired me a lot, actually, as I kind of started to expand my genre with the whole film score. So it's kind of cool to see it kind of come full circle and that she kind of inspired me to get into more the film score sound. And here she is appearing on, you know, the single with me, which is just so incredible. And I feel so blessed to have her. And, uh, yeah, I feel like she just really took the track to the next level. Uh, Her playing is absolutely incredible. So if you haven't heard of Jennifer, definitely go check her out. Um, Yeah, my inspiration for this song kind of stemmed from just a cry for help, really. Um, With so much going on in the world, you know, wanting to know the truth, the answers, um, and with so much corruption. So it was kind of just a really raw cry to the gods uh, for for answers. 2020 has been a tough year for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of to say the least. But what would you say is your most memorable moment? I think releasing this album, uh, I just, I feel so blessed to be able to release, you know, a full album through a pandemic. You know, it definitely had its challenges 
uh, you know, trying to get it out there with, you know, everything happening. But, you know, with so many artists struggling, I do feel fortunate that I was able to still release and keep, you know, music coming out. I think another really memorable moment was singing for uh, Universal production music. I had actually just lent my voice to a catalog, um, an album called Voices from Within. So I feel super grateful to have been able to uh, be included in that project. What can our listeners look forward to from you in 2021? Well, I have a lot more uh, collaborations coming up, uh, including with Randall. We're actually working on another album right now. And uh, hopefully we'll have a new single uh, from that album releasing January or February, early next year. So I'm really excited for that. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you online and hear more of your music? My website, www.alexarayofficial.com. I'm most active on Instagram, so Alexa Ray Music, uh, on Twitter, Alexa Ray Music, and uh, also on Facebook. It was great speaking with you. We're looking forward to hearing the upcoming album. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed today. You're listening to New Music on the Region. Perfect strangers in walls to call their own. Perfect statues sound divine. Another chapter. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.